Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 3rd, 2016. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we've got, uh, I'm going to try and make this a little bit of a quicker show today, talking a little bit more about the defense, uh, some some things that we've known that I've seen on the defensive end uh, and some improvements that maybe they can make to, to bring the level of intensity up. Uh, that, that would be one thing as well. But also talking a little bit about how the offense has affected the defenses. That's been a major theme from Frank Vogel uh, throughout the early part of the season. But before we get going, I do want to remind you, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all those great places that you can find the Locked On Magic podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes, especially. It does help us climb the rankings uh, and... Uh, Get the word out there. Tell your friends about it as well. Uh, as you know, we've the season's already off to a roaring start, four games in, and we're hoping to continue to add more and more to it. Hopefully, have a little more positive things to talk about as well. It's been a little bit of a rough go here at the beginning of the season, and we'll talk a little bit about why that is on today's show. To be frank. But before we get going, it is game day for the Orlando Magic. They take on the Sacramento Kings for their second home game of the season over at the Amway Center. So be very excited. The Magic are back home. Don't be very excited because they haven't necessarily played that great. But in any case, the Orlando Magic taking on the Sacramento Kings and what should be a somewhat interesting game, actually. I've gotten a chance to watch the Kings now twice, I think. I watched their game on Monday, or on Tuesday, rather, against the Miami Heat. They're kind of a strange team, very similar uh, to the Magic in some ways and that, you know, they, they haven't really kind of figured out their identity. They've got a lot of new and moving pieces too, but the one constant they have and, and really what all the defense is going to be focusing on is DeMarcus Cousins. How do you stop DeMarcus Cousins? And and again, against the Miami Heat, he scored 30 points, but committed six fouls in the fourth quarter, was out of the game in overtime. And while Rudy Gay was a big, big piece in that fourth quarter, a guy that you know, could create his own shot and score. That is a big thing that the Kings have that maybe the Magic are missing. Uh, but it should be an interesting battle between two teams that are still kind of searching a little bit for their identities. Uh, Sacramento struggled with turnovers a lot. Um, they've got a good point guard in Ty Lawson. Uh, they'll have Jordan Farmar for the first time after he signed with the team. Uh, Darren Collison still suspended uh, for his uh, domestic violence uh, uh Issue's not the right word, but for his domestic violence incident over the offseason, I believe he pled guilty. So I don't want to, I don't want to libel him or, or slander him or anything like that. So um, he's he's not playing. Let's leave it at that. Uh, it, it'll be an interesting game for sure. Sacramento has some nice veteran players. Matt Barnes, we know him well. Aaron Aflalo, we know him well. And of course, Demarcus Cousins and. Uh, and uh, Rudy Gay as well. So veteran lineup, a, a potent lineup, a lineup that the Magic have to watch out for, and they have to be on their toes defensively, especially guarding Ty Lawson. I think we'll see a lot of, you know, Rudy Gay plays a lot of one-on-one basketball. I think that will be in Aaron Gordon's wheelhouse. Uh, Demarcus Cousins will get a good couple good looks in the post, but they do run two centers. They'll have Costa Kufas out there with Cousins or Willie Cauley-Stein. 
That means you can put Ibaka on Cousins, have Vucevic guard Kufus, a uh, little bit more of a favorable matchup for him. Uh, this is a team that, you know, when I look at it, matches up decently well, that the Magic can match up decently well with. I don't think they're going to run anything too exotic against Orlando. Pick and rolls with Ty Lawson, with, uh, Ty Lawson are probably the the biggest thing the Magic should probably worry about as far as stretching the defense. Then otherwise, they're one-on-one matchups they have to try and feel comfortable with in this game. Uh, again, Sacramento will make mistakes. They, they turn the ball over. They ISO a lot. Uh, they're not quite together yet. Same thing as the Magic. Defensively, they're better than they were last year. Last year, they were a sieve. They're better than they were last year, but still very much a work in progress. Very much a work in progress. And so this is the kind of game where it not like not unlike Tuesday's game, they're going to be a series of runs. Uh, the Magic will have their moments. Sacramento will have their moments, and whoever's on top at the end uh, is the winner. Um, it's something that you know. It's something the Magic are certainly well aware of. They do believe that they're uh, beginning to take the right steps, and and they felt very encouraged by their win on Tuesday. It was a game. Uh, that Jeff Green, which I'll, I'll play this clip for you here, uh, it's a game that Jeff Green said is something that the Magic can build on uh, as they're uh, trying to learn how to win as as a unit. Uh, some of the things um, we can learn is uh, definitely the fight. Uh, the way we stayed with it, uh, you know, we missed a lot of shots, um, but we stayed with the process. So hopefully, we continue to you know uh, continue to fight because uh, you know. One day, things are going to go our way. We will make shots, but uh, we just got to keep that fight, and that's going to allow us to beat teams, uh, you know, about 15 and 20. So uh, we just got to continue to fight. The Magic certainly are hoping things uh, begin to bend their way. It's been a very, very difficult road for them, especially on the offensive end so far this year. And uh, if they showed anything in, in that win Tuesday, it is that they have this ability to fight. And they showed that again on Saturday as well when they came back from a 20-point deficit against Cleveland, make it a three-point game. And yes, Cleveland let off the gas pedal. I think even the Magic admitted that. Uh, but they still got there. They still got there, made a game, had a chance to win. And again, on Tuesday, they, they got down. You don't want to be down, but they found a way to get back into the game. And certainly, uh, how they focused on the defensive end, how they, they stuck together, they they fought through it, made things work, and found a way to win. I mean, th- those are those are good signs. I mean... I think I mentioned this yesterday on yesterday's show, but what always amazes me about the 2009 team was not that they won so many games. It was how they won games when they didn't have their best stuff. And to see the Magic on Tuesday, without their best game, even against a team like the Philadelphia 76ers, they did not play a fantastic game. They found a way to win. And that's not a game that the Magic maybe win the last few years, but you find a way to win. Now we'll see if the Magic, if that carries over, if the Magic bring that defensive intensity over to the next game on Thursday against the Sacramento Kings. Because, of course, you're only as good as, as the next day's pitchers, so they, so they say. And this Orlando Magic team came into the year touting their defense as their identity. This was how they were going to play. They were going to play strong defense. That's what Frank Vogel's known for. Uh, and then they were going to use that defense to generate offense, to, to get out in transition and play at a heightened pace. So far this year, that hasn't quite come to fruition. I mean, the Magic are 26th in the league in defensive rating, 26th in the league in offensive rating. Those two are very tied together, and I'll talk about that uh, in a little bit uh, more. But the Magic's path to success, the way that the Magic were going to make the playoffs, as as I've said numerous times throughout the, throughout the year, throughout the summer, is on the defensive end. And so asking why aren't the Magic playing better on the defensive end 
is one of the fundamental questions of the early of the first four games of the first week of the season. What is wrong defensively? Some of it certainly is chemistry still. Some of it certainly is the team is trying to get on the same page defensively, trying to understand where they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to cover and help each other, what they're supposed to do, and then trusting that other people are going to do their jobs too. That's always a big part of building a defense. And with such a new team and limited practice time now, the Magic haven't necessarily gotten to that step yet. They're getting there, though. They've gotten a little bit better, and I think... uh, Tuesday was a very good sign. They made some adjustments, and they worked. The Magic seemed to, to press a little bit more, add a little bit more pressure to pick and rolls to to stop the guards, especially Sergio Rodriguez, from getting into the paint. Um, they showed a little bit more. They were a little bit better recovering. There was a little bit more intensity, and I think that gets to one of the big things that the Magic just have to do. And um, I thought assistant coach David Edelman said this perfectly on the Fox Sports Florida broadcast. In the first half against Philadelphia, the team was too reactionary. That's 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 the word that Edelman used. They were too reactionary. They weren't dictating the terms of where they wanted the point guard to go and being physical. Uh, in that win against the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday, the supposed dress rehearsal, what I noticed in the second half of that game was the Magic up their physicality and intensity on defense. They got into people. And so when I was watching Tuesday's game against Sixers, when the Magic were struggling... What frustrated me most is they weren't into people. They weren't making Philadelphia uncomfortable at all. And that's the part that has to change. Um, on OnlineMagicDaily.com, we had a writer suggest that the Magic press a little bit more. And certainly pressing probably isn't the right term, I would say. Um, I don't think they should go into like a one 2 trap or, or trap and do those kind of defenses because, you know, except in certain circumstances... That doesn't work in the NBA. The guards are too good. The passing is too good. It's very difficult to pull that off. At least on a on a not on a like a as a, as a foundational defense. But what isn't hard to pull off, or shouldn't be, is to be physical defensively, to to crowd space, to trust that the help's going to have your back and that you can recover. And it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of uh, a focus and intensity that I think this Magic team is still getting a grasp on. And what we saw in the fourth quarter, especially on Tuesday, was a team that was beginning to get a grasp on that, beginning to understand what it's going to take defensively. You look at a player like Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is up into people. When he's defending, he is up into people. And you feel him. Like, I mean, I, I think I remember playing the clip of Frank Vogel saying, when you play good defense, your defender smells you. That's the basic idea you want to look at when the Magic are playing defense. Does it look like the offensive player knows the defender's there? It's an intensity thing. It takes a lot of commitment. It is not easy to play defense. I think I read a really good article uh, on The Ringer about the Houston Rockets experiment with with Mike D'Antoni and James Harden. And a lot of that was saying, you know, was saying... A lot of what they were saying in that article was, you know, Houston and Mike D'Antoni just don't care about this conventional wisdom about defense. But, you know, the the conventional wisdom among, like, the, the pundits and the critics is offense gets you the highlights, but defense takes commitment and sacrifice. It takes a real focus and energy that a lot of people do not have. And that's what the Magic are trying to implement. That's the identity they're trying to build. And it takes some time to really click and certainly it takes some results to really believe in. Tuesday, hopefully, 
is a good step in the right direction because now they believe that playing this style, playing this way, can help them succeed. They gave up 14 points in that fourth quarter. They only scored 19, and that was enough to win. That's a big lesson that a team has to learn, that you don't have to score 120 points to win games. You can score 85 and win games. It takes a lot of work, though. It's not easy. And the Magic are beginning to understand that. Now, hopefully, some some of the key players on the Magic's roster begin to round more into shape, more into form. Uh, Serge Ibaka has started to look a little bit better. He had some nice blocks in Tuesday's game. I thought he was starting to, to get in into the way that the Magic need him to play. Alfred Payton's still a little bit shaky on defense, but I think he's started to show some good signs. He obviously had the big steal against Joel Embiid uh, to, to help the set up the Magic's game-winning, game-winning free throws. Um, Nikola Vucevic, I think his positioning has been a lot better. I think he's he's trying uh, trying to, to do the right things, and some of it might still be some of his physical limitations. Embiid was very physical with him back, and Vucevic struggled a little bit handling it, but overall, he's... I think, done a better job on that end. Uh, Evan Fournier especially needs to kind of up his physicality and, and up his intensity on defense. And just, again, it's about trust. Do you trust the guys behind you to finish? If you if you trust the guys behind you to, to cover you and then you, you know, give it right back to them and cover cover them back, if you have that kind of trust, you can really get up into people. The, the, a pressure style of defense like the Magic kind of want to run or, or kind of want to have this physical style of defense takes a lot of trust in the guys behind you and the four other guys that they're going to do their job and then they're going to trust you in return to recover and do your job again. It, this ain't easy. This is not easy. And it's going to take time. But those flashes, again, it, it's, it, it feels like I'm still talking preseason here. Those flashes need to be longer. And the Magic are coming off the best defensive quarter that they played all year. And I think that's a good sign for the Magic moving forward into... into I, what I think is a very winnable game Thursday against Sacramento. I'm not afraid to say that. I think this is a game the Magic can win. But they can't sleepwalk into the game. If they don't play good defense, if they don't pay attention to the game plan, Sacramento is going to score points. They've got they've got the talent to do so. But if the Magic commit themselves to playing defense, there's opportunity here. And and I think that's that's all you can ask for. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. A big thing, though, when we talk about the defense, though, is this notion that the, that the offense is connected to the defense. And when I've talked to people who are like, oh, this, this Magic team gets, has no spacing, they can't spread the floor, they can't do any of that stuff, my common response throughout the summer has been, I'm not worried about the offense. If this team plays good defense, the offense will take care of itself. And... To some extent, that's still true. I mean, the Magic had a 19-point fourth quarter and still won the game. Kind of came coming from behind to win the game. At the same time, though, there's definitely a, a, a definite effect that the offense has on the defense, and it's been one that Frank Vogel's noted and, and players certainly admit to. 
something I talked a little bit about after last Wednesday, after the season opened against the Miami Heat. The Magic would miss a shot, it would bounce bounce off the rim far, Miami would get out on a fast break, uh, and uh, they would score before the defense is set. There's undeniably that effect from missing shots. But there's also another effect, and it's a mental effect. It's, I'm not making shots, shoulders begin to droop, it's frustrating. Things are easier when you're making shots because that's still the point of the game is still to score points. And it takes a very good team to withstand a long shooting slump and still play at a very high level defensively. The Magic kind of did that in the fourth quarter on on uh, on Tuesday, but at the same time they didn't because they had a 41 point third quarter when they made their first 11 shots. And that brought about confidence. And yes, the Magic gave up 30 points still in that third quarter, didn't play the greatest defense in the world. They still found a way to buckle down and grind it out. So what, what do we make of this relationship? I mean, it's certainly true. But this Magic team, if they start hitting shots, they'll play better on defense. I, I think that is absolutely 100% true. But, you know, the defense still has to come first. But undeniably, Magic players will recognize that this effect exists and that it's something that, that they have to work through and play through. Uh, well, true. I mean, it, it, sometimes when, you know, offense is not going the way you want to, the, it affects the defense. I think that's just you know, natural for uh, players. And uh, I thought I would just, um, we just find a way. And, uh, you know, we always talk about how, you know, you can always control your defense and uh, you always can be good on that end. And uh, I thought that we just, you know, we, f- we fought through a lot of adversity last night. You know, we were down 20, we were playing bad, and we just found a way. And uh, just like in the fourth quarter when things weren't going for uh, our way offensively always, just you know, kept finding a way to the ground on defensive end and uh, come up to win. Pretty apt description of how the Magic pulled that, that game out uh, on Tuesday uh, from Orlando Magic Center, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, of course, he's right. There, there is a little bit of a psychological factor, and it's something you've got to push through. Defense is not easy, and and I think the Magic are learning that firsthand this year in a way that that they haven't learned necessarily uh, in the past or in, in the last few years. I mean, Scott Skiles came in; he was a defensive-minded coach, and the Magic showed some improvement on the defensive end and, and played some pretty good defense last year, but didn't quite get over the hump. Tuesday was, oh, by and large, their best defensive effort of the season. Um, I, I I think I don't think it's hard to argue that at this point. Um, they had some good moments in the first half against the Miami Heat, but still gave up 50 points in that half. They give up, I think it ended up being 44 points in the second half to Philadelphia. Uh, held them to less than 100, uh, point, 100 uh, points per 100 possessions uh, in, in in that game as, as a whole. That's, that's a good step forward for the Magic, or at least in the second half, I think they did. That is a good step forward. Um, figuring out how to get this offense working is absolutely critical to the Magic becoming a better defensive team, becoming more sound and and strong on the defensive end. They've got to find a way to create space and create points. And the defense will help with that in getting turnovers and and getting out in transition. But they've got to find a way to execute in the half court. And that's going to be a a consistent and continuing storyline throughout the rest of this early part of the season as this team is figuring things out. There might still certainly be a desire to make some lineup changes, and I think that's something to discuss later 
Uh, I think all of us kind of sense with the struggles the Magic have had, uh, especially early in games, that perhaps it's time to think about some of these things. But as Frank Vogel said a few days ago, I think he said before they left for Philadelphia, he wants to see if the blueprint can work first. And yes, it's costing them games. It's one; they're one and three. It's you know that these are games they still need to win, but there's still a lot of experimenting going on, still a lot of figuring out what works and what doesn't, and certainly at at a certain time the Magic will decide it's time to reevaluate some things. So the coaching staff will decide it's time to reevaluate some things. And then we'll find out exactly uh, what this team is made of. Thursday is an important game for the Magic. It's important as a building block because they've won their first game now. And, and like I kind of hinted at, I do think winning that first game is going to relieve a lot of pressure and get rid of a lot of anxiousness. And it, you know, especially the way they won Tuesday night, they won on grit. It was a game that they did not play particularly well in, and they found a way. They, they gutted it out. And Philadelphia played very, very well. And they gutted it out and found a way. That's what matters in the end. Yeah, against any opponent. So how do the Magic do that again? How do they build on this? That's what we're going to find out Thursday and see if this team is really ready to take the next step. I want to thank everyone again for listening to Locked On Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow with a complete recap of the Orlando Magic's game with the Sacramento Kings. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll have a roundtable with the Orlando Magic Daily staff with some early season thoughts. It'll be uh, a good way to get the, the, I guess, the rest of the week started. Um, be sure to submit your questions to the Locked On Magic Mini Mailbag. We'll be doing that uh, on, I'd like to do that on Fridays as well. So uh, send in your questions. You can send them into uh, the Twitter account at Locked On Magic, or you can send them to me on Twitter at OmagicDaily. Uh, use the hashtag Locked On Magic, and I will answer your Orlando Magic questions. Uh, if you want to interact with the podcast directly, the best way to do that is using the Twitter account. Uh, we have a new Twitter account uh, at Locked On Magic. Also have a Facebook account, Facebook page. Be sure to like the Facebook page for podcast-specific articles and links for things that we're talking about on the show, as well as links to our opponents of the day. I'll, I'll put up a link for Locked On Kings as they get set for the game as well. You can also follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. That does help us climb the rankings and spread joy and love of the Orlando Magic to everyone else. Uh around the interwebs. Congratulations to the Chicago Cubs on winning the World Series. Hashtag fly the W. This for Locked on Magic and Orlando Magic Daily. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all tomorrow. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.